our series, this series core is we're talking about the, the core things that make up our faith. The, the structure that our faith is built upon and the practices we should be practicing. And today, like I said, I'll be speaking on following and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And let me tell you, thinking about this message this week, uh, it's a lot of pressure, a lot of, like, a lot of stuff to unpack. To think about, I, I want to stand up here and I want to tell you what I believe when I read the word of God is that what we are called to do as a follower. What does it mean to follow Jesus? And today we're going to talk through just a couple of things that I think are huge to, to us as a follower and what it means to follow and how we should follow. But as I was preparing this message, I, I was reminded of a story in my life that kind of when I th- thought about following, I thought of this story. Uh, well, there was a time, probably five, six years ago, I, I was hunting. Oh, sorry, I was, I was going on a walk. And um, no, I, I was going up to the meat market on the hill. And uh, I was up there, and the weather seemed okay. And I was hiking a long ways away from everything, and there's nothing around for miles and miles. And I'm walking up this hill. As I'm walking up, it begins to snow. Now, I have a question for you. Have you ever in your life had that feeling like someone or something was following you. Anybody ever had that? Okay, I had that. I'm out in the woods by myself and I just know that there's something following me. I, it's like I could feel them right behind me and I'm looking, I can't see anything. I'm like, okay, it's just in my head, Shane, you're fine. You know, you have a gun, it's fine. And, um, and so I'm just walking and walking and walking and the snow starts to dump. And as, as the snow begins to come more and more, my footprints, are, I'm starting to see my footprints on the ground. And so finally I, I do, I'm up there, I get done, and I start to walk back, and it's still daylight, and as I'm starting to walk back, I notice something in my footprints. I saw a different set of footprints. And it wasn't footprints, it was paw prints. Now let me tell you, I did not stay around long enough to figure out what kind of animal it was. I'm a bigger guy, but I got down that hill super fast. Could have been in the Olympics. And it just made me think about this idea of a footstep within a footstep. Because as a Christ follower, what does it mean to follow? What it means to follow is to walk in the steps of Jesus. To follow his steps and to walk that life out. It says this in John 10 verse 27. My sheep... Listen to my voice. I know them, and they what? Follow me. Being a follower of Christ, someone who's in the faith and following Christ, means that I'm I'm looking at the footsteps of Jesus, and I'm walking in that path. When it says, what does Jesus say to his disciples? Leave what you're doing and what? Follow me. When, when, when he comes to us and we encounter him and we surrender our lives and we make him king over our life, he says, okay, now follow me. And so I want you to keep that context today. Is what We're going to talk to you. What does it look like for the Christian, the Christ follower, to, to try our best to walk in the footsteps of Jesus as a follower, to follow these footsteps? And the first one is this. We're going to talk through two main categories here. The first one is this. How we walk in the footsteps of Jesus is we obey his teaching. We, we obey his teaching. It says this in Luke 6, verses 46 and 48. So why do you keep calling me Lord? Lord, when you don't do what I say. 
I will show you what it's like when someone, someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. I love the first part of this line. So, so why do you keep coming and listening to me but not doing what I say? Parents, right? Like, what, what, why are you coming? And you're saying, Lord, Lord, like I, I'm a follower of you, but then I tell you what to do and you just don't listen. You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We talked about becoming a studier of the word. It's not just so much of hearing the word of God. It's the application in your life. What he's saying here is many people are coming to him and saying, Lord, Lord, tell me what to do. Tell me how to live my life. And he's saying, why? Because when I do, you don't do anything. You don't listen. We as Christ followers, we have to have a posture of hearing Jesus speak into our life and not just doing what a lot of us do. We say, wow, that felt good. Now I'm going to keep doing what I was doing. We as Christ followers are called to obey his teaching to submit to his teaching, to submit to his word. And there's things in life today that gives us a voice that, that, that Jesus will speak to us through. And we're called to obey as a follower. The first one, like I said, is the word of God. This, this, this Bible that's been given to us, which tells us how to practice and how to walk out these steps that Christ has called us to walk in. It's not just about reading it. It's about obeying it. There's another way that Jesus will speak to us today and correct us and teach us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that you as a Christ follower at the moment of salvation were sealed by the Holy Spirit and you have the Spirit living in you and directing and correcting and speaking into your life. But are we listening? It's like we have the Holy Spirit to say, okay, I wouldn't do that. But is that should I do that? Yeah, I, like I, I, here's how I think a lot of us hear the Holy Spirit. We hear it like little kids, right? We hear the Holy Spirit when it speaks to us like little kids. It will say, okay, I want you to do this, or I want you not to do that. And there's something in us, in our humanity, that says, well, now I just want to do it. You know, it's like a rebellion against it. It will rationalize so much. We are called to obey his teaching, obey his promptings of the Spirit. And guess what? There's other ways that Jesus speaks to us today. It's through other believers. He will speak to us through people around us. Not just me up here on stage or Dan. He'll speak to you through other believers who will speak into your life and give you things to follow and to listen to. I know for some of us in here, you're hearing this and you're like, not the people around me. I'm, just, I'm not saying every voice is from Jesus, but there is some that will speak into your life and it will change the direction of your life if you listen to it. I can't tell you how many um, people I, that I have in my life who just mean so much to me that when they say something, when they critique an area of my life or they give me some criticism to change, I, for me, it's like I have to do it because I respect them so much. I respect what Christ is doing in them so much. We listen to these things because if, if we don't listen and we don't obey it, the next verse in verse 48 says this, when the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm 
if it's well built. Circle that, it stands firm in your Bibles. When we listen to the teachings of God, when we read scripture, when we listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, or we obey and we listen to the people around us who are speaking into our life and we, we apply it and we obey, it's we're building this strong foundation, the spiritual house, the spiritual foundation in our life. So if we listen and obey, and that leads to a strong foundation. When the storm comes, it stands firm. It stands in the trials. It stands through the struggles. It, your faith stands through the ups and downs of life. What about when we don't? Well, the verse closes in 49 like this. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds his house right on the ground without foundation. When the floods sweep down against the house, it will collapse into a piece a heap of ruins. When we hear the teachings and the promptings of God in our life, but we don't obey it, we don't listen to it, and our life isn't directed by it. As a follower, when we face trials and struggles, our spiritual house, that spiritual foundation can be rocked because it's built on something that's not of God. And so if we have things that in our life that speak into uh, our life that Jesus speaks through, there's things in our life that we have to be cautious about listening to. When it comes to, to us obeying and basing our following and where we're going in life, there's things we have to be careful on listening to. The first one is this, your feelings. But Shane, are you saying my feelings don't matter? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you have to be careful to listen to your feelings. Because there are times in life where we can feel a certain way and be completely wrong, right? Okay, I am a, a father of six-year-old twins. My kids feel a lot of ways sometimes that are completely wrong. And they will stand true to their feelings. They will throw themselves on the floor and scream and whine because they feel a certain way and I will say the truth to them and they will say no to my face and kick and scream because they feel a certain way. And some of you are like, well, yeah. what does that mean for us? That means, I want you to hear me on this. Some of us as believers, we act the same way all the time. We are like six-year-old kids kicking and screaming when Jesus is speaking to us because we feel a certain way about it. A, a correction, a way of following, a way of changing your life for a certain direction. We have a feeling about it and we hear a truth and we just dig our feet in and say, mm-mm, nope. Another thing that we need to be careful of listening to is culture. Just the world in general we live in. If we're followers of Christ and we're called to obey his teachings and follow in his footsteps, we have to be careful when it comes to culture speaking into our life. Because there is a lot of times we will step out of following Jesus because it's normal in culture. I can't tell you how many times I hear in conversations with people where I hear this over and over again. Well, that's just the way it is now. That's the world we live in now. Here's the truth. We have to be careful to listen to that voice because as a Christ follower, we are not allowed to base our standards of living on what is normal in the world. Our normal is what Jesus says is normal. And here's the truth. What he says is normal will make you stand out in a normal world. It won't be normal in the, the society and the culture you live in. We don't base our standards on living on what is normal. 
if we're followers of Christ, we are following in his footsteps, not what the world says we should be doing. Amen? So we are, we are called not just to hear his teachings, but to obey his teachings. The second one is this. We need to follow his example. Follow his example. It's the idea of when we read and we study about Jesus and we see how he lived. It's that we take this, this position of not just being an observer, but watching Jesus in his life and saying, okay, Jesus did that, so I should be doing that. My life should reflect that action. My life, my life should look like that. We should follow his example. In John 13, verses 14 and 15, it paints a great picture of this. It says, and since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to what? Follow. Do as I have done for you. It's interesting because this passage with Jesus is washing these feet. It's an interesting time in Jesus' life. Because while this is happening, he, he's about to get arrested. He is about to go to the cross. He's about to endure the hardest punishment that anyone can imagine. He's about to get beaten and bruised and mocked. And at this moment, He's telling his disciples, his people around him, this passage, just as I have washed your feet, do as I do for you, for others. You gotta think that this passage is being told to this group of men at a very important time because where Jesus is about to go and what Jesus is about to go through, he's getting these words out just like, follow me, remember what I did. Remember this act. Where Jesus, God, the creator of the world, comes from heaven, down to earth, lives a perfect life, sinless and blameless, teaches and corrects. And then he's getting close to the end of his time here on earth. He gathers these men together. And at a point, he takes off his robe and he puts on a towel. He puts a towel on and and he begins to wash the feet of these men. I want you to really get something here. He's washing the feet of men who are about to betray him. He's washing the feet of men who are about to, in just a few moments, are gonna be asked, did you know Jesus? And will respond with, no, I never knew him. And he's lowering himself to this position and washing feet, and washing feet is huge in this culture. Because you gotta think, those people's feet were dirty. They were like in, in flip-flops. They, they had some dirty feet in the desert. And Jesus, the Messiah, is washing these feet. And here's another thing about washing feet. You know who, who usually washed people's feet in this time? Servants or slaves. Now you see the Messiah, the king of the world, washing the disciples' feet. And he says, okay, now I've showed you, live it. What's he showing us? Are we called to just go wash people's feet? I know some of you are like, Shane, I hate feet. <laughs> I don't think it's so much about the actual foot washing. I think it's about the lowering of oneself. 
It's it's about taking your posture from here to here and serving. It's getting to this place of, I am not too great. I am not too important to, to lower my life and to serve the people around me. We are called to be like this metaphor of washing feet. We are called to wash people's feet around us, to lower ourselves. Think about it. Jesus does this. It just blows my mind that this, our King, our Messiah, is doing this in this moment. And we will every shame, but you don't know. You don't know how that person has hurt me. Wash their feet. Shane, you don't know the lies that have been told. You don't know how bad that relationship is. Wash their feet. You you don't know how how the people I work with and I'm around, you don't know how mean and nasty they are. Wash their feet. It's not about what they do to deserve the, the sacrifice and deserve the service. It's the fact that you as a follower of Christ are called to serve. It's not about them. What if Jesus did this? Can you imagine this? He's washing their feet. Hey, uh, about the denial thing, <laughs> like, uh, since I washed your feet, can you not do that? <laughs> hey, hey, Judas, um, <laughs> uh, about this whole thing. No, Jesus knows that these men are going to turn on him. He still washes their feet. He says, I have done this, now you do it. We have to, we, we miss this fact as Christians today, as a follower of Christ, we are not called to lower ourselves and serve just the people who deserve it. We are called to lower ourselves and to serve those around who would even turn on us, who would reject us, because Christ gave us that example, and we are called to follow it. Amen? And this towel, it's, it's, it represents something. Because remember when Jesus, at this time, what did, what did people want Jesus to be? Man, they wanted him to be a conqueror. They wanted him to, to conquer and take over the city. They wanted this ruling king that would, would lead armies and take back what was theirs. What did they get? They get a Messiah holding a towel. And we, we live our life all the time thinking that we, our, our goal in life is to have that job. Our goal in life is to get that promotion. Our goal in life is to have that new car. Our, 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 our goal in life is to have that relationship, to have this influence, to have that power. As a Christ follower, one who is a follower of Jesus, your goal in life is to be the best towel bearer you can be. That's your goal in life. You don't have any weapons to wage war. Your war is waged through submission in a towel, just like Christ did for us when he won the ultimate victory, amen? And as you go on to read, it says this, Jesus says this in John 13, verses 34, just a few passages later. He says, now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. We, most of us know this verse, right? If we've been in church, you know, love your neighbor. But something sticks out to me with this verse that I think a lot of us just pass over. It says, so now I'm giving you a what? New, new commandment. How is it new 
If in Leviticus 19, 18, it says this, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against your fellow Israelite, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. This is, I mean, Leviticus is in, the, the, in your Bibles. It's at the front part. It's, a, it, it's up there. It's, it's, it, it, and now, now we're in, in the back part and it's saying a new, how can it be new if it's talked about, but I want you to read it again. Because in Leviticus it says what? Love your neighbor as who? Yourself. In John 13 it says, love each other as I have loved you. What it's painting here, it is a new commandment. Because it's no longer as a follower of Christ as you walk in the footsteps of Jesus, it's no longer loving someone just as you love yourself or they deserve to be loved. It is now loving someone like Christ loved you. It is now loving someone with the love that doesn't even make sense on this world that only comes from above. As a follower of Christ, it's remembering how much Christ has done for you. And you walk in those footsteps and you love the people around you just like Jesus did. How do we do this today in today's world? First, we sacrifice. We sacrifice. Just as Christ laid down his life for us, as a follower of Jesus, as I walk in his footsteps, I am called to sacrifice. To sacrifice my wants and my desires, maybe even at times sacrifice my needs for, the, for those around me. We're called to sacrifice, we're called to serve. As Jesus showed us by grabbing a towel and washing the feet and the posture of a servant, as Christ followers today, we are called to the same service. And it is so easy in our world today to look at things and say, well, that's beneath me. I just wanna have a real quick reality check for you. And I'm saying this to myself. So whenever we find ourselves saying, well, that's not, that's like, come on. That's beneath me. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a leader. I want you to remember that the king of the universe came to this earth and washed feet. So when you find yourself saying, that's beneath me, what are you really saying? What are you really saying? Is that the, something that Jesus was willing to do is beneath you? We're called to serve, sacrifice and serve. We're called to share. As we walk in the footsteps of Jesus, we are called not to be quiet. We're called to share the truth of who he is. We're called to, to, to serve and to love in such a way that shares a message of who Jesus is and hopefully more people come and they begin to walk in his footsteps as well. It's not so much about preaching a message. It's about walking a walk that people notice. It's about walking a walk that people look at and say, wow, what is that? We sacrifice, we serve, we share, and then we engage. I see something happening in the world today. Maybe some of you see it as well. I see something happening where it seems like the culture, the world, and the church, there's just this tension. And we see the world going away and kind of maybe turning away from God and we feel that. And the church's response can sometimes be, okay, it's time to circle in. It's time to button down the hatches and, and to, to make sure we're good and let's just get in our group and let's just stick strong. Let's close off. Let's put a barrier up between us and them. When I read and I study Jesus, I never see him doing that. 
I see him engaging problems. And now more than ever, it's not time for the church, the people of God, the followers of Jesus to quiver and step back. It's time for us to engage the world, to engage the world and step into the darkness and bring the light of Jesus Christ, bring the hope of Jesus. We don't have to be scared because we serve the God who created everything. And so we don't need to quiver and just be like, what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen if the world does this? We can step into these things and preach the truth of Jesus Christ, Christ, bringing hope to the hopeless, bringing healing to the broken. It's not time for us to take a back seat and wonder what happens. It's time for the church to lead the charge and to bring change to a culture that needs it. Now we've talked about two ways. We've talked about two ways that we can follow the footsteps of Jesus. But I want to leave you with a warning. And I might go a little over today, but there's no football today anyway. So (laughs) I want to leave you with a little warning here. Because when it comes to following Jesus, being a real follower of Jesus, one who is walking in his footsteps, I want you to know it comes with a cost. I don't want you to leave this place this morning saying, Shane, if I do those two things, my life will be great and easy. Your life will be great, not easy. Oh, so Shane, if I, if I follow the example of Jesus, and I serve like you told me to serve and I sacrifice and I lay down my life, then I, like, I'll get everything that I want? No. Following Jesus comes with a cost. Ask the disciples, who many of them gave their life, in the name of Jesus. Ask the early church who is spreading the good news and the gospel of Jesus Christ, even mentioning, mentioning the name of Jesus could lead to a prison sentence or a life sentence. Following Jesus was never meant to be a road easily traveled because it comes with a cost and there's certain things that come with this cost. The first one is this. As a follower of Jesus, you won't fit in. You won't fit in. It says this in John 15, 19. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it. But you are no longer a part of this world. I chose you to come out of the world so the world hates you. You won't fit in as a believer. As someone who's authentically walking in the footsteps of Jesus, you will stand out in this world. You won't have a life where you are just able to to go and disappear. You will stand out. You are an alien to this world. As a follower of Christ, your, your home is not even this world. Your home is eternity in heaven. And when you live like that in this world, you're going to stand out. You might even look weird. That's okay. I look weird all the time. I do things that are weird all the time. I, you know, I, there's things about this faith that walking, it's gonna come with a cost and it might make you stand out in this world, but this world isn't your home, right? In the span of eternity, it's worth every, every moment. You won't fit in and it won't be easy is the second one. It won't be easy. Luke 9.23 says this. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. When Jesus is calling us to follow him, 
He, he's not calling us to a following, a walking in his footsteps that is just going to be this easy path. It's going to be difficult and it's going to be hard. And he's even calling us to take up one's cross. To bear the burden of the sacri sacrificial tool and to carry that weight every day. But sometimes, if we're just honest, our faith, like, we can have all the best intentions and we can leave a service like this, like, yes, let's go, woo! And then we wake up tomorrow, like, wow, that cross was heavy. I don't know if it's gonna happen again today. I need rest day. Here's the truth. It's not easy. It's not an easy life to be a follower of Jesus. You are called to pick up this cross to bear this burden and to follow him no matter what. No matter how hard it gets. No matter what struggles you face. No matter how you feel in that moment. You are still called to follow him. The last one is very important. So our first one was it will, you won't fit in. It also won't be easy. And this one is very important. To be a follower of Jesus, it requires everything. To be, to walk in the footsteps of Jesus requires everything in you. Not just a part of you. Not just a 50-50 split where, where on Sunday I'm walking with them, but on Monday I'm going a different way. To be an authentic follower of Jesus. It's getting to this point where you're saying, okay, you have 100% of my life. God, it's coming to this place of realizing that God has given me talents and he's given me abilities and he's given me all this stuff and I'm bringing them to him and I'm surrendering them to him and say, use this for your glory. Everything. It breaks my heart so often when I hear people talking about their relationship with Jesus as an option. You know, like, I, or it can be bought or swayed. As a follower of Jesus, we are called to be all in. Every part of us, every ounce of our life, committed and devoted to him, to following his teachings and living like he showed us. Not just moments. It's all in. It's everything. It's more than a moment. It's more than a decision. It's about waking up every day and saying, I am not turning back. I'm all in. I'm moving forward with Jesus. I don't care what's going on. I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to move forward. Because that's what Jesus showed me to do. So something we're, we're, we're doing here, because we believe in this a lot, is that we've had for years... We've had our baptisms here at Grace, which are awesome, right? And we've worn this amazing shirt. Anybody in here wore this shirt? Come on, come on, come on. This amazing shirt that says, I have decided. That I've decided, I've made the decision to follow Christ. And we love that. We're continue to celebrate that decision but we're making a little change here at Grace. We're gonna have a new look for the baptisms going in, going forward. Because we're just, it's not gonna be just at the moment. 
Well, we want, we want us as believers, as followers to Christ, to say I'm 100% in. I'm all in the game. So you want to show them the shirts real quick. These are our new baptism shirts. They'll happen at the next baptism. And the reason why we're doing this, and by the way, we have a baptism November 19th, so get ready. The reason why we're doing this is to be a follower of Christ is so much more than just a quick thought or a quick decision. It's about full surrender of your life, saying I'm all in and I'm not turning back. I am gonna follow him no matter what. It's about saying I'm all in and I'm gonna grab my towel every day and I'm gonna wash people's feet, whatever they need. I'm gonna serve them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay down my life for them. I'm all in. I'm all in at work, not just to church. I'm all in on Friday night, not just to church. I'm all in with this friend group, not just to church. I'm all in with loving my community, not just while I'm at church. I'm all in that my life is 100% committed to following Jesus. I'm gonna give everything I have to do that. And what we're about to do is I'm gonna pray. And, and they're gonna sing a song after I pray. And I want you to just take a moment and listen to the words of the song. Think through your life and ask yourself a simple question. Am I living all in as a follower of Jesus? Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We praise you. Pray that you would just speak to us as we go into this moment of contemplation. That you'd reveal in us any areas in our life that we're holding back, that we're not all in. And that you'd give us a heart to follow after you to respond to your teachings and to respond to your actions and live our life like it. Give us that all-in kind of faith. Let us be towel-bearers every day. We pray this all in your son's name. Amen.